0: All right, I've got a great deal for everyone listening right now—a free twenty dollars and the ability to bet without any house vig or house advantage. Isn't that great? It's easy. Sign up today at BetterEdge.com. When you sign up, put in promo code SBD. That's going to get you a free twenty bucks in your account. You don't even have to deposit anything, and you can bet vig free. It's a bit of a different approach. It's more like trading. But you get rid of the VIG. And if you do that, you're going to win more when you win, lose less when you lose. You're going to love betting VIG free. So take the free 20, see how you like it with Better Edge, promo code SBD. All right, what's happening? What is going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. All right, let's get to it. Uh, On Thursday's show, we're going to dive into this uh, gambling investigation going on at Iowa State. There's a lot happening in the last couple of years with catching people in sports Making bets, right? Whether this is coaches, players around, or uh, people around programs, players, as we have in this situation. And I believe that for the last couple of decades, the betting actually has been pretty consistent. I think that sports betting on college campuses has always happened, right? Whether you do it with a a bookie, uh, some offshore sports book. You know, I think this has been happening for a while. I actually talked to someone who's inside the industry who says, no, college kids have been betting for a long time. What's happening now is they're cracking down on this and legalization. This is what legalization does. You can start to notice things. Regulation means you can't get away with all the bullshit that that a lot of people could get away with in the past doing things like this. And we'll we'll elaborate on what things like this is on today's show. But this most recent uh, investigation is pretty crazy. So uh, we're going to focus on Hunter Deckers, the quarterback for Iowa State. But this whole investigation is about Iowa State. As a matter of fact, back in May, Iowa State submitted things to the NCAA. uh, Let's see here on this uh, CBSSports.com article. Uh, Iowa State announced that in May it notified the NCAA of betting allegations involving approximately 15 active athletes from football, wrestling and track programs. Those charges Tuesday, or those uh, charged Tuesday are accused of trying to disguise their identities while betting. So, this happened in May. Iowa State submitted this to the NCAA and said, hey, we, we found some stuff. We're going to give it to you. Uh, we we, we, we want to report this. And this is what teams should do you know, to the NCAA, but it's funny because it's 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 how did they find this and i shouldn't say it's funny it's interesting how did they find this right what what led to iowa state finding that approximately 15 athletes from football wrestling and track uh were making bets that to me is the interesting part of all this how were they caught and how is this going to change as we move forward in the future so just to let everyone know how the regulation happens and how people get caught for things like this, there's a company called US Integrity. And there may be other companies like this that have popped up. But I think the most prevalent and the most influential one is called US Integrity. Uh, Matty Holt or Matt Holt is very, I think he's either the president or he's just a, a very influential person there at US Integrity. And Matt Holt was on Podcasts a couple years ago. He talked about this openly. He's been really public about how he feels about regulation and how he's going to try and curb it. So, how companies like US Integrity find things in the sports betting world that shouldn't be happening, it's actually pretty simple. Like I said, legalization leads to regulation. Regulation leads to everyone sees what's going on. And when you can see what's going on, people aren't going to operate in the shadows like they have for decades. One example of this is fixing games. How do you catch someone fixing a game? And it's pretty simple. When you fix a game, you don't go to the, the Broncos and Packers, <laughs> it's Monday Night Football, and fix the game. You're going to go to like a lower level college baseball game, Division II, bribe those kids with a couple thousand dollars because a couple things happen. One, those kids need the money or at least you would assume that they'd be more likely to take the money if you were going to pay and bribe some college kids to fix a game, right? You don't want to go to Alabama's kids. You want to go to Alabama A&M's kids, right? And I'm not trying to throw Alabama A&M under the bus, but you get my point here. So probably they're m- more likely to take the money. But two, you know, if you're going to fix a game, you'd probably think that it's less likely to be noticed if it were some lower level Division Two baseball game compared to a national TV game, right? So that's how it goes on their end. But how do they get caught? How does someone trying to fix a game get caught, right? And it happens because the amount of money being bet on this game is so abnormal from the, amount, from the handle or amount of money normally bet on any Division Two baseball game. If you're going to see $100,000 bet randomly on some game, Division II baseball, red flags are going to go up. You're gonna investigate, look who that who bet that money. That's how companies like U.S. Integrity do some of the things they do. It's not always looking at bet size or handle, but that's how they operate. It's not just like you know, you may you may wonder how do they catch people? It's inconsistencies in the market that allow red flags to go up or that, you know, instigate red flags to go up, and then that allows them to do an investigation afterwards. So that's how companies like that work for certain things. Now, for this, Iowa State. I believe that companies like U.S. Integrity are just getting sharper. I think they're being able to track where bets are being placed. And if they see a lot of bets being placed, because obviously location tracking is a thing. If you've ever made a bet before on any legalized sports book, you understand that location tracking is just part of it. So you agree to that. When you go to these sports books or your app or your website, you're agreeing, yeah, track my location. I want to make this bet. Go ahead and look where I am. Well, what I think is happening, and this is pure speculation on my part, how these people are getting caught, I think companies like U.S. Integrity are simply getting better and smarter and sharper and being able to see, okay, why are there all these bets being placed from inside the campus of Iowa State? A hmm, little weird. You think they're betting on their own games? Let's look. Let's dive in. That's not hidden information. They can go. They can contact DraftKings or anyone else and look and say, hey, we're noticing bets being placed here. Can we do an investigation on, on these accounts? Are these legal accounts? Are these students? Are these teachers? Whatever. That's how I think. It was started because you don't just randomly find 15 athletes from football, wrestling and track randomly. Maybe you find a couple who were dumb enough to use the library to make a bet or things like that who were stupid enough to talk to other people about it. But to collectively find a lot of people who are unconnected and unrelated really says to me, this was probably an outside source like U.S. Integrity. I'm, I'm just using that company as an example. I don't know if it was them or was not them. We probably will learn in the, in, the, in the near future. This is just my guess of what happened. Uh, let's let, let's talk about the actual story, though. So Hunter Deckers and uh, uh, Hunter Deckers, who we're going to f- kind of focus on for today's pod, the Iowa State quarterback and others, are charged with tampering. So there's two different things going on. There's the one thing, the actual betting, which the NCAA is looking into. But this second charge, or the this charge, is far more serious. Okay, so... What this charge is, tampering. This this insinuates that Hunter Decker's and others tried to hide their identity. Now you may ask yourself, how can you hide your identity? Don't you have to sign up, put your social security number, and do all that stuff? Yes, yes, but not if you're f- making bets under someone else's account or on the guy under the guise of someone else. And an ESPN article that. Uh, dove into this. It's titled, Hunter Deckers Among Four, Linked to Iowa State Gambling, Charged with Tampering. In that article, it says, quote, the affidavit alleges Deckers was under 21, the legal betting age in Iowa, when most of the bets were placed, but that he disguised his identity with the help of his parents, Scott and Jamie Deckers. Damn, damn, that is tough, right? I mean, It's one thing for a kid to make these mistakes, but for your parents to help. And I don't know how they helped. Maybe they were very aware, maybe not aware. I don't want to speculate on what happened there. But this article says... With the help of his parents, Scott and Jamie Deckers, he disguised his identity. So obviously, what we can deduce from this is they made an account under one of their names, and he was logging in under their names, making bets. You know, that's not that hard to do. If I give anyone right now under 21 my login and my password, they can go on DraftKings if they live in Colorado, make a bet. But if they do that consistently, you know, bad things are obviously going to happen. And now I would never do that if you're under 21. But that's the example of how it's not that hard. If they made an account, he signed up in the account. He was just making bets under their their under their under account, right? And so what I think is BetUS, or uh, BetUS, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> Offshore Sportsbook, I don't know. U.S. Integrity, uh, I think U.S. Integrity noticed a lot of bets were being made on campus, did an investigation, they say, okay, and again, this is just my speculation of what happened and they say okay scott and jamie deckers wait a minute scott and jamie deckers live over here in iowa all these bets are being placed on the college campus where their son goes to school this is how things happen this is how red flags go up and that really is my guess of what happened they tracked location of where bets were being placed they compared it to where the account holders lived right because you have to put your address in there and they started to investigate that's one thing that certainly could have happened now, I'm not going to speculate on if that is what happened, but I think that's the most likely that could have happened. Um, this article says that there were others charged here. I'm not sure if these others were charged with hiding their identity or tampering. But let's see here. I uh, Blah, blah, blah. I read that part. College athletes caught betting on their own games could face a lifetime ban, according to NCAA regulations. Two other current Iowa State athletes, offensive lineman Dodge Souser, and wrestler Panero Johnson were also charged as were former, uh, as was former Iowa State defensive lineman Enyi Uwazorike. Oh God! And this this Uwazurike, Enyi Uwazorike plays for the Denver Broncos. He was actually suspended by the NFL last month for violating the league's gambling policy. <laughs> this is obviously this has been a problem for this individual for a while. Caught before, caught now, all, all apparently in the same thing. Oh God, that's not good at all. So several people caught up in this and it says here that they're being charged. So I would assume that means charged with the tampering because charged and the NCAA investigation are obviously two uh, two different things. So let's see. I actually have some betting totals on what they did. So it looks like Deckers, the quarterback for Iowa State, he placed 360, 366 bets, totaling... Two thousand seven hundred ninety nine dollars. That's not that much. What is that? Two thousand seven hundred ninety nine divided by three sixty six. Oh my god, God, this has to just suck for him because the average bet that Hunter Decker's was making was for seven dollars and sixty four cents, and this may ruin his entire sports career. Good God, so that wasn't a lot and this shows you it's not they're not focused they're not worried about the amount you know it's like if you're tampering that's against the law they're gonna get you if you're if you're betting and you're in the ncaa they're they're gonna find out you know especially with all these new third-party companies but those bets i mean that's not a lot at all uh, let's see here a couple other players uh dodge sauser sauser was the uh, football player the lineman i believe he made approximately 113 bets worth $3,075 with 12 wagers on Iowa State football games. So his average, his average bet was about $27. Again, not a lot more expensive than $7 a bet, but uh, Dodge Souser about $27 a bet. Here's the crazy one though. Panero Johnson, the wrestler who actually last year won a big 12 title as a freshman Johnson is alleged to have placed 1,283 bets online worth more than $45,600. Let's do that quick math. $45,600 divided by how many bets? 1283 Oh, that's only 35 bucks a bet. He just made a lot more of them. Good God, he was busy. Making a lot, a lot of volume. Mr. Johnson. Anyway, um, so those that that's kind of what happened here, right? Just to give you an idea of, it wasn't the amount of money, it wasn't the it, probably the amount of bets, it was where they were being placed. And once they investigated, look, I'm sure that, that companies like BetUS have investigated and then closed investigations once they found out, oh, it was just a teacher or a series of teachers, right? Not betting on Iowa State games or whatever. I'm sure they look into a lot of stuff only for things like this to, to pop up, you know, to become a big deal. So um, that's kind of the story, what's going on. I talked about how I think they were caught. I think that BetUS or a company like that, because of the regulation, were able to identify bets were being placed on a college campus. When they investigated that, they found a lot of stuff that was illegal players hiding their identities, college kids betting on their own games. Uh, not good at all. So this is ongoing. We're going to cover this as. Things develop. Uh, and I do want to clarify that this is all speculation on my part with BetUS and this company. I, I haven't heard or goddamn, I keep on BetUS, US Integrity. My mind's on offshore sports books right now with, with with US Integrity. Okay, I think that this is something that could have happened. I have not read one article that actually talks about US Integrity in the article. So... Maybe this isn't what happened. Maybe it's something completely different, which I would be very interested to see how that happened. This is just my thought of of of, of what did happen. So we have some takeaways here. What can we take away from this whole uh, news story? Takeaway number one: these issues are going to be more abundant and more severe. Remember, these allegations are from back in 2021. Okay, just because there's new rules and new things happening now in 2023, if you get your shit together, you get your act together you can't change the past. So I think a lot of this is going to unfold or get uncovered from the past. So that's the first thing, because there's more regulation and more and more eyeballs on it, they're gonna find more stuff like this. And also, like I said before, I think that this is happening much more on college campuses than, than we realize. And let's face it, kids are dumb. Kids do stupid stuff. You know, younger people are, I think, more likely to do stupid stuff. I, I just think that's how the world works. When you're young, you're dumb. You grow up, you'll get a little smarter. So these college kids, I think, sort of by definition, they're just going to be more likely to to not have great judgment and make these bets. And, and unfortunately, if they don't think they're going to get caught and they're going to do this, they're going to be in for a. a very, very rough, rude awakening. But these issues are going to be more abundant, more severe. They're going to come out a lot more in the news. So stay tuned for that. Another takeaway: Listen up, if you're under twenty-one. For those under twenty-one, or those looking to bet when you're not supposed to. Okay, if you're in the NCAA and you're not supposed to bet. If you work at a company and they're like you can't bet here. Like if you're breaking the rules, it's just not smart. I would. I. I if you're not sure, ask. If you're under 21, ask what's the betting age here because I know some states it's like 18, right? So ask. Should I? Be, can I be betting if I if I'm under 21? Can I be betting on this company computer? It's always gonna be beneficial for you to double check what you're doing is okay. So always check. It's never smart to bet if you're under 21. Bet if you're not supposed to for any reason. If the, if the, if if you're in a company or a situation like you play for the NCAA, you're not supposed to bet. Just don't do it. Another takeaway on that same note: if you're if you're going to try and disguise your identity because you're not supposed to bet, if you're under 21, if you play NCAA football, whatever, this is illegal, right? So so you're you're trying to get around something. It's not like open and shut. Oh, who cares? It, this is illegal. Tampering is you know you're 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 hiding your identity. Betting you're not supposed to. It's the same thing as buying alcohol. Anything else. Underage. If you get a fake ID, that's against the law. It's this is the same thing. You're, this is the fake ID of the digital sports betting world. So hiding your identity is never smart. If you're not supposed to, just don't do it. Just wait till you're 21 to buy the beer. Just wait till you're 21 to place the bet. You don't. You don't want to not be able to bet for the rest of your life because you were an idiot at age 20 and used your buddy who was 22, you know, his account to make bets. Just don't do it. More importantly, for this show and those listening to, to this show, for those who make money doing this or those who aspire to make money doing this, we're all going to run into one issue. It, it may happen your first year being a pro. It may happen year 10 being a pro. But if you really make money in this, you will face this issue. You're going to get banned. You're going to get your limits reduced. This has happened to me. This has happened to other pros all the time. This is actually becoming more and more of a problem, probably for a different podcast, but you're going to get banned. If you're winning and they think you're going to win long term, you won't be able to bet at a lot of sports books. So it can be tempting to sign up your wife or your mom or your sister or your brother-in-law or whatever and start betting on their accounts. I understand the temptation. Trust me, I've been there but it's not worth it. You've got to be aware. You have to understand if you get caught, it's not look, and maybe it is worth it. Maybe you say, "Look, I do this for a living. If I get caught, so what if I can't place a bet again? I'll pay the fine and and you know, not bet again, get a job." If that's your takeaway, whatever, so be it. But that's not my advice to you. My advice to you is don't do that. Be smart. If you're going to be so worried about disguising your identity and doing all that illegal stuff after you get caught, maybe spend energy trying to disguise your bets in the first place and not getting caught, right? That's a whole different podcast in itself again, but maybe do that. Overall though, you know, for those banned, those looking to circumvent limits or take advantage of promotions, that's another way we didn't talk about, take advantage of promotions, right? Hey, they're offering a 100% sign up bonus. It's not wise to do that, to sign up under someone else's name, bet on their account. I never recommend that. So, All right, uh, anyway, that's us for today's show. I thought it was just a really interesting story. Hunter Decker's Iowa State quarterback, probably not going to play this year, which leaves Iowa State in a really precarious situation. Uh, The Cyclones are beginning preseason practice this week, but uh, let's see here. They've got a couple quarterbacks on the roster. No one with a lot of experience, though. Let's see. This was the CBS article. Okay. So who do they have to start here? And we'll, we'll get out of here after this. The other scholarship quarterbacks are Rocco Becht, redshirt freshman Rocco Becht, true freshman J.J. Cole, and JUCO transfer Tanner Hughes. Apparently, Tanner Hughes, they contacted and he transferred in May after this investigation started. So Iowa State's kind of been planning for this. We may be new to this, but Iowa State's been planning it. Of those three quarterbacks, Becht, Ouenbecks, Becks Rocco Becht. Uh, is the only one who's seen Division One action. He went seven for 15 last year in his passes. Little unrelated note, completely unrelated. Well, sort of. I think Iowa State threw the ball way too much last year, so maybe this forces Matt Campbell to be a little more conservative, which they need, but that's a totally different story and approach. Anyway, that's what I want to talk about today. Appreciate y'all listening. Good luck with whatever you have going on today or tonight. hope you catch some winners, and we will talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily.